ranking every single horror movie ever made. I'm Quincy, and we're joined this week by super good bud Ian. Hey y'all, how are you? <laughs> Doing very well. Ryan is stuck in an airport, so that's why <laughs> Ian is super cool to hang out with us tonight. Uh, Ian, how have you been? Uh, doing well. Uh, getting further and further into thesis hell. Um, I am getting ready to, to turn in draft number 9 or 10 of my proposal. I haven't even gotten to the actual writing of the thesis part. Um, just the thesis proposal, and it's already 25 pages and 10th draft, so... So, uh, I dare say, uh, some really bad movies might be a good distraction from your real serious life. Uh, 100%, yes. And so, speaking of, uh, dumb movies, I want to talk about a film I found on Vimeo called Crow Hand. I object to Crow Hand. I feel like Crow Hand is very, uh, it very much misrepresents the delight of of crows and sets them to be this malicious hand beast. Right, right. So the the premise of Crow Hand is it is a two minute joke of a guy that finds a what's basically a crow key a haunted crow keychain that makes his hand turn into a crow. And then that crow proceeds to kill every everyone that he loves. Uh but yeah, it, it is kind of crow slander, and I know that you do have strong crow feelings. I have the strongest of crow feelings. Crows make friends. They play with wolves. They learn those that have mocked and defeated them and will tell all their crow friends about the horrible people in president masks that have been very mean to them. Crows are basically the best. Do you think there has been a crow that has seen Brian Lanano's crow hand and now, like, Lanano has to be careful at film festivals for crows to, like, come get him? Oh, yeah. He's definitely on that crow slander wire. Uh, they, that's, that's actually why they're on telephone poles, is they're, uh, they use it to... They're very literal, and so they use it to deliver the, the slander messages. <laughs> So I have gotten really deep into Narco Corridos because I've watched Ryan Prowse's short film Narco Corrido like three times this week. And apparently uh, those narco uh, balladeers um, get killed by drug cartels when they like slander the drug cartels in their songs. Uh, yeah. They, uh, their lives are hard. I got really into Narco Corridos for about a week and a half after Breaking Bad, because there's a Narco Corrido in Breaking Bad, and I have been finding myself periodically getting into mariachi music for like a week at a time, and, uh, and then stopping, most recently because of Lucha Underground on Netflix. Yeah, that's um, So, yeah, Narco Corridos are, live a rough life, but they make really good music. Yeah. So, Crow Hand is really just a vehicle for this, like, crow puppet 
and a guy falling to his knees and yelling crow hand. It's delightful. Uh, yeah, it's it is really funny. However, totally inconsequential. Yeah. So it reminds me of Invaders, which is also just a vehicle for a single, like, blood spray joke. Except this has two, like, arterial blood sprays that go everywhere. Except also in this one, the guy whose hand turns into a crow and sprays, sprays blood actually says, It's in my nose. <laughs> Yeah, that also sounds delightful. I haven't gotten to watch that yet. Oh man, it's so good. Um, I feel like this should go just like right above Invaders and right beneath Night of the Slasher. Um, because it's not saying anything new, but it is very enjoyable. Yeah, and it's only two minutes long. So it's hard to say anything really in two minutes yeah um yeah i think you're right it's it's just like it's fun that's all it really has to be though yeah i i agree um but because it's there's nothing to it i don't think that it can really count for anything and it's definitely better than the curious george halloween boo fest and dang um, it's coming out swinging. All right, it's gonna be that kind of show tonight. And I don't know. I yeah, eighty. I I can't justify going any higher, but I think no lower for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. So number eighty is Crow Hand. It's definitely worth your three minutes on Vimeo. Uh, so next, we're going to talk about 1997's Ghosts a.k.a. Michael Jackson's Ghosts, which is a... I guess it's a follow-up to Thriller. I don't think so. I think this is its own thing. I mean, Thriller was what? Thriller came out in 84, I think? Yeah, so this is about a good... It's a 97, so that's a good, you know, 10-plus no, years. Thriller came out in 82, Oh dang! I didn't realize Thriller was that long or that short, that long ago. So, yeah. So this is, you know, this is a whole fifteen years after Thriller. So, so, so Michael Jackson approaches Stephen King and says, "I got an idea for my next music video," and they hash it out together. And then Michael Jackson approaches Stan Winston and says, this is my idea for this music video that Stephen King and I made. So Stan Winston hires Mick Garris of Masters of Horror fame <laughs> to write the screenplay. <laughs> and Stan Winston goes on to direct and make the special effects for what is... Is it... It's not better than Thriller, but it is... Uh, it is audacious. It is audacious, it, ostentatious, other superlative adjectives. It's nuts. So, he's, yeah, so he started this in 1993. All right. Uh, and it can't, it's not anywhere near, the, none of the songs are as good as Thriller, right? Thriller I mean, is for sure among the best songs ever written. 
I don't think that that's a controversial statement. I think Thriller is easily among the best songs ever written. None of the songs in this thing are good. No, they're very throwaway minor hits. Latter day Michael Jackson. Yeah. And the other thing about Thriller is that Thriller doesn't exist in the shadow of a child sex abuse scandal. Yes. And this is definitely a town of angry parents uh, in typical horror movie fashion storm Michael Jackson's castle with pitchforks and torches and their little children that said, we promised not to tell what uh, we did at Michael Jackson's house. And uh, Michael Jackson in a, a white man fat suit hurling what I honestly believe are what Michael Jackson thinks are the worst insults humanly possible, which is freak and weirdo. Yeah. And like, so- I honestly, I believe that Michael Jackson had the uh, arrested development that, like, that's what he thought was the most hurtful thing that could be said about him. And that, of course, a angry parent and mob would just say, you're a freak, over and over and over again. Yeah, it's... It wants to be delightful. So they originally started production on this in 1993, right? Uh, which is the year that Michael Jackson was orig- was accused uh, of oh, no. child sexual abuse, right? Um, and it was supposed to go out with the Adams Family Values uh, as a theatrical compart- er, compatriot. And you were going to get to see Michael Jackson's ghosts and Adam's Family Values for the price of your ticket. Man, that would have been, like, barring the scandal, that would have been, pr- that's so apropos. Yeah, it would have been perfect. And the effects in this, so the computer dancing skeleton is pretty terrible. But, but. for 1993, so, like, I was watching it and thinking, 1997, yeah, it's on its way out. But for 1993, it's very Casper the Friendly Ghost, and actually the whole thing has a stink of that, like, big-budget 90s spooky movie. Mm -hmm. The whole thing reminds me of Casper, and I love it because it's a practical set with very clearly animated CG on top of it. Yeah, the, the practical effects are gorgeous, but... Again, it's... I feel like I'm the, the Debbie Downer here because every time I've come on this show, <laughs> uh, I have taken something that is beloved and shat all over it. No, but for real, like, there's a reason why we kind of stopped talking about Michael Jackson's hits after the 80s it's because Mm. he goes off the deep end both in his personal life and in his creative life yes Uh, and it clearly is why don't you leave me alone and let me be a weirdo now is it true that the whole wacko jacko thing was a um was a was a campaign that his managers actually pushed and like leaked out to the press or is that actually just like um, one of those legends? I don't know. 
Um, I, I honestly didn't, I don't know I've, that I've ever heard that myth or that story uh, that it was from his management. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm very intrigued by Michael Jackson's later life because it's like, I see him as a very tragic, broken figure. Now, was he actually, he was never convicted, he was just accused and settled out of court? Yeah, that, that's what happened. Um, and there's there was a, like a raid looking for child pornography in the early 2000s that didn't find anything. So, it's all, uh, it's all accusation at this point and no, co- no official confirmation. Right. Um, and there are some... There were some stories about the father of the boy um, creating it for, like, creating the scandal for money. But, I mean, it just, that, it, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable um, trash-talking or, like, accusing this family of making it up. Because there was enough evidence that they, that he settled out of court. Also, I don't know that any of this is good podcast material. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically, no matter what, Michael Jackson is a social outcast, and this this film is just his 40-minute leave me alone and let me just be a delightful person for children and middle-aged women alike. Yes, and it is... It is weird, um, and I mean, mostly pretty harmless. I think I don't know. Um, I mean, it's there's not... definitely some unsettling um, associations, but as a text, there's yeah. no outright harm in it. It's just like subtext and conjecture that make it really dicey. Yeah. Um, but it's also, again, in that sort of inconsequential um, material, it's not good. The music is not good. The only the, thing is that's good are the choreography. The choreography? The dancing is awesome. Oh, for sure. And the, spe- the f- practical physical effects were wonderful like so, i i think it's probably in a range similar to crowhand but so stan winston did the special effects on the incredible melting man mm-hmm. uh i think they're better than the that weird fat suit where oh and also like Michael Jackson possesses that white man that is also just Michael Jackson in um, a fat suit. Yeah. And then a third arm grows out of the man's chest and it holds up a mirror to himself and he realizes that he's been the judgmental freak all along. Yeah. So then he like dances and then he dances Michael Jackson out of his body and by getting his groove back he's able to like become himself again but then is scared off by michael jackson and then it has like a sitcom ending because the little boy wears like the creepy mask and everyone's like 
Oh, you. Also, Michael Jackson uses the phrase, hello, like, a lot during this video. He really does. Um, it's... It's so weird. Yeah. So, weird novelties. Uh, because that's really all it is. Is it, it's, it's, it was Kyle saying, Hey, have you ever seen Ghosts? <laughs> it's on archive.org. Watch it. And then I watched it and was like, Oh, no, that's bizarre. Yeah. Um, I would say it's got to go, like really low on the list actually um like machiste in hell don't go near the park range like actually i'd say it goes underneath this well okay so the pagan invasion vhs tape halloween trick-or-treat mm -hmm. doesn't actually I, th I feel like that's actually hurt somebody if, if at the very least it kept a kid from enjoying Halloween. And I don't know if this has outright hurt anybody, but I would say that this video goes somewhere beneath Pagan Invasion. That's a clear ceiling. I Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Now, what, Friday Night Test, do I want to watch Machiste, like his sweaty... Italian body grinding against a tree or Michael Jackson. I gotta go with Machiste. But then we get into a territory where it's just straight up bad movies. And this isn't bad, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, looking at what's down there, uh, I mean... It's better than Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. It's better than Dracula Untold. Yeah, that, I mean... Look, I know you guys think The Village is awful, but it's The Village is better than this. Okay, that's fair. The Village <laughs> always has narrative and doesn't... It, although I don't like the ending, I'm not just fumbling to try to talk about what it's trying to do. Besides save the the writer of the film and say mm -hmm. like i'm not such a bad guy uh so in that case i think it should go right between the village and dracula untold as our new number uh 125 that's probably fair yeah so 1997's ghosts Next on our list is 1984's Children of the Corn. Uh, Arrow Video was kind enough to provide us with a screener of their new Blu-ray release. Uh, this is also currently on Netflix. Uh, hopefully that will stay on. I haven't checked Netflix in the past couple days, so I don't know if November they're going to dump a bunch of horror movies since it's Christmas now. But uh, that's a war on Halloween of a different color. Yeah, I have been seeing that meme on Facebook, like that G October 31st versus November 1st meme. Uh, and I need more time with Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. A Halloween should be more than one month. And, you know, I hate the whole... Um, 
the holiday crawl, like the the holiday creep, mm-hmm. which is apropos for Halloween. Uh, Christmas sucks. So the special features on this Blu-ray are nuts. Arrow, you done it again. There is an interview with Donald Borchers, the producer, and it is amazing. Did you know that he was 26 when he produced this movie? I learned it from the show notes by reading ahead, uh, but no. I dare not. I, I hate to ask, what were we doing when we were 26? Uh, I was fixing water heaters over the phone. I think I was uh, working as an adjunct. Yeah, I, so, mean, I mean, that's a real adult job, though. That's a real adult job, and I mean, it does give me occasionally someone at the McDonald's drive through or the Wendy's will say, like, hey, you are my English instructor. What's up? I'm at a TGI Fridays now. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this guy was making movies. I think the best part of that interview, though, is he's very willing to admit all of the things he did wrong he's like yeah the ending of this movie what is really bad but he's like to be fair we were using a shoestring budget and if you knew how much money we had that ending looks amazing i mean children of the corn is amazing i mean we got a yeah, scroll it's really good all the way up <laughs> he also was very proud that he landed linda hamilton before she got famous yeah so he's like talking about how like yeah we had linda hamilton because of all that i think what's even wilder though is there's an interview with the screenwriter of Uh this movie and in his interview he actually talks about how children of the corn the script is a metaphor for the iran crisis and the ayatollah khomeini i don't get that But I don't think anyone but him gets it, but he talks about it like it's clear and evident and everyone picks that up. Wait a second. He also cuts a promo against Stephen King that I don't want to spoil because I think it's worth picking up this Blu-ray if you like Stephen King movies and want these buckwild features. Uh But the guy's got some nerve. (laughs) Yeah, um, okay. So the Iranian Revolution, the Ayatollah, a lot of it was through radio. And he was a religious fundamentalist. Yeah. And that's as far as I can get. I mean, that's pretty much it, that they are listening to this false person. Except he also talks about how, like, American oil companies were also complicit in everything so like the adults that let it happen are like the complicit people it's 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 worth watching the interview for his elaborate theory to his own movie Mm -hmm. that i don't get completely but the transfer looks amazing the sound is great uh it's era video puts out a really great product also uh added bonus this was a request from our friends at everything is awesome to finally talk about this movie unfortunately i'm hard pressed to say anything more than linda hamilton is just amazing yeah i mean i think that that is a good blanket statement that you can make about anything linda hamilton was in and no one is going to be able to argue that yeah incontrovertible truth linda hamilton is great is this one of the weaker Stephen King adaptations? Man, have you seen some of the Stephen King ap- adaptations? 
This is one of the stronger. It's in good company. It's it's a good one compared to some of these. Um, there is something supremely satisfying about a grown man slapping the shit out of teenagers. Agreed. Honestly, I'm thinking this. I this has to go. I'm hard pressed to put it above audition. But oh, I like this I, more I than think Army it of Darkness. Actually, shouldn't go above. Um, well, no, I think like. Yeah, I think that's a good ceiling is audition. But honestly, the floor is Army of Darkness and Evil Ed. It's better than Army of Darkness. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, because I couldn't. I'd rather watch Ginger Snaps because that movie rules. Yeah, that movie uh, is great. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like 28 is, is the spot for it. I, cause I mean, Army of Darkness is great, but like Chris said, Army of Darkness is less of a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So did you know they're still making sequels to Children of the Corn? Like in 2017, the year of our Lord, they're still talking about making sequels. I did not know that. Yeah, and it's like Malachi is gone, Malachi is back, Malachi is both, so, yeah, it's nuts. That's wild. How many So how many number 28 is uh, Children of the Corn. Now, let's talk about my favorite Stephen King horror movie, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, Pet Cemetery fucking rules. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. It is absolutely great. Daddy. Hey, dude. <laughs> so, Judah just jump scared me. Nice. They have go potty. They go potty. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Not only did they talk about over 2017 Children of the Corn, they've released a 2017 Children of the Corn. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And... I want to know who's out here saying we need more Children of the Corn. No one. Although, if they could do better special effects and show the one who walks behind the rose and it's more than just that really bad overlay light effect, I'd be down with it. Yeah, that'd be... Yeah, I'd be down with that. What's what's so frustrating is that uh, effect where the gravel gets thrown up, like you see it crawling in the ground like a shy halud. Mm-hmm. That's really great. It really is. And then it comes out of the ground and it's weird lights and it looks like trash. So much of Stephen King adaptations can be written off as weird lights and then it looks like trash. <laughs> That's our show title. Weird lights and then it looks like trash. Yeah. So... Pet Cemetery was requested by our listener, Sarah Pyle, and I think it might be the best Stephen King movie. I mean, okay, yes, except for Carrie. I mean... Except for The Shining. Yeah, I realize that's too hyperbolic, but it's really good, and it's the only one with, uh, uh, crap, what's his actual name? Uh... Judd Crandall in the movie, which yeah. is the guy from the monsters. That guy. Yeah, it is 
Pet, Pet Cemetery is without a doubt the best Stephen King product of the 80s. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's really... In the 80s, Stephen King products were... I guess, I mean, Cujo was in the 80s, right? And Stand By Me was in the 80s. And Misery was in the 90s. So yeah, that's about the only... So Cujo is pretty great. Stand by uh, me is Creep wonderful. Creepshow is eighty two. Yeah, so. Creepshow is pretty good. Um, but I'd still say Pet Cemetery is the best Stephen King of the eighties. Uh, the scene where Gage kills Judd, yes, is yes. And that's a delight. Fred Gwynn, by the way, okay, yeah, yeah. And the great thing about that is. Uh, Mary Lambert directing this uh, is was is superb. Like, and this is like her first horror movie. Before this, she was making, uh, she did the like a prayer music video. Yeah, she did a lot of music videos in the eighties, um, and the nineties. I, it's unfortunate she didn't have a huge career after this. Yeah, um, she's mostly working... Mary Lambert's mostly working in television now, if you look at, like, IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of people are working in TV because it's easier to get um, to get better work in that. Uh, however, she did direct Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah. Which I think the, the fact that we're not all talking about how great that movie is is a, is a real tragedy. That's pretty great. She also directed Halloween Town too, so Heart's Revenge. Exactly. Yeah, her sequel game is definitely strong. Yeah, yeah, she's real good. Um, and I'll tell you that scene with Gage killing Fred Gwynn's character is so amazing because it's an actual two-year-old. Uh, she refused to cast twins because that kid was so great. She's like, I don't want to cast twins. I want to cast this kid. Uh, they cut those scenes so rapidly between the puppet and the actual child mm-hmm. that it's imperceptible the first time you watch it. You don't notice the cut. Um, and it just looks so good. And then the, the end scene where the dad fights gauge and like even though that could look really cheesy because it's a guy fighting a doll basically because most of that is using the puppet Mm -hmm. uh it is quick cuts and shot so well that you don't notice it you're drawn in and then the close-up on gauge's face when the needle gets put in his neck and he starts to cry and then he says no fair and goes and like flumps in the hallway is devastating yeah, the, I mean, there's nothing, nothing I can say bad about that movie. Yeah. And th- the last little bit where his wife comes back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that gooping eye effect that's so good. Man, this movie is really great. Yeah, scroll up. So, is it better than Predator? I th- here's the problem. Okay. It is better than predator but it is not better than scream yeah is it better than nightmare on elm street that's where i'm really stuck because i can't easily say yes i like it better than nightmare i think um sour you know pascal and that 
jerk cat and all that are more likable characters than Freddy, but they're not icons in the way that Freddy Krueger is. Yeah. Um, I think for relevance, you, you're going to have to give it to, to Nightmare. But I think it's like a, a, a hair's width. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say I still think it's better than Mulholland Drive. I haven't seen Mulholland Drive. Oh, man. Mulholland Drive's good, but you know who it doesn't have? Uh, Judd and Gage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also, this has those wonderful accents that are just insane. Um, Those Mainer accents? Yeah, yeah. Those weird main accents that I love so much. I uh, I'm looking forward to that new Stephen King show. That's just going to be a collection of short stories about Maine. Uh, that's that's awesome. coming out. I'm super excited about that. I think it's called Castle Rock. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing uh, ads for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. So number fifteen on our list is Pet Cemetery. Okay, let's dive into the listener request bag. Uh, we're, we're doing it. We're finally doing it. All right. Okay, so our first request comes from El, at El Jefe Tacoma on Twitter. He asks us to rank Cemetery Man. Uh, that movie is great. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know if it's the best Italian zombie movie, but it's a good Italian zombie movie. Yeah, and the cover of that DVD release that they, when they finally got the rights to the DVD in the U.S., that cover is so terrible and so beautiful, and anytime I I see it, I smile. It's got those terrible purple clouds, and it's so good. Uh, That movie rules. Number 57 is The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, Dario Argento. I don't think it can go higher than that. That's fair. It's not better than anything Argento did. But right underneath that is Freddy's Dead and The Devil's Rejects. Um, I like The Devil's Rejects quite a bit. Yeah. But I feel like there is more i don't know there's something more there in cemetery man um the devil's rejects than in the devil's rejects yeah the devil's rejects is the plot is not super strong in devil's rejects yeah yeah um and i mean it's stronger than the house of a thousand corpses plot which is nonsensical yeah totally so I think right below the bird of the crystal plumage and right above Freddy's dead because uh, Cemetery Man does not have dumb sperm Freddy ghosts. Yeah, that's uh, fair. So that would be our new number fifty-eight. Would be Cemetery Man. Yeah. We did it. We finally ranked. Uh, another listener request. Okay, so next on our list is Gremlins. Anonymous on Tumblr asked us to rank Gremlins. 
uh, Gremlins rules, but it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, no. Gremlins is a Christmas movie like Love Actually is a Christmas movie, which is to say, not really. It just happens at Christmas. I think that it still counts. Um, but I also... Okay. Gremlins is a spooky movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's... it's a, I don't... I don't think of Gremlins when I think of horror movies. It's got the spooky Gremlins, and they're they're doing bad shit. But I just don't. Um, I know it is, so I mean I'm wrong here. But I don't think of Gremlins as a horror movie. So, <laughs> uh, I mean it's it's so it's definitely better than Curious George. In terms of like spooky movies to watch with the family, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll give you that it's no, you know, it's no Maniac Cop two <laughs> or like it's no Candyman, but uh, on on any given night, I tell you, I would rather watch Gremlins over a lot of the movies on this list. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Gremlins, Gremlins rules. Um... And, I mean, Joe Dante is a gift, and we should all love him and be happy for him. Okay, listen. Controversial statement. Dracula 1972 is number 44. Mm-hmm. Underneath that is Mickey King's Darling and Candyman. Yeah. I'm going to argue right below Dracula 1972. But Candyman is Candyman is so good yeah, that in fair. in my graduate fertility seminar the other day, we were talking about Candyman. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's really good. <laughs> uh, it was it was a movie that when we were reading an article about uh, low income fathers in Chicago. Uh, my professor told us how they went and lived and like started these white guys tried to go get themselves involved in these low income families, these low income fathers lives. And she, she described the, the activity as basically the plot of Candyman. Excellent. Uh, so, I mean, Candyman has, Candyman is so good and it's, a tragedy that it's so low, but I don't know. I think I am just a guest, and this is your list. But I like Candyman more than I like Gremlins. Okay, so right under Candyman is the Devil's Candy. What if we put the Grim one, Gremlins right underneath Candyman and above the Devil's Candy? That's good. Yeah. Um, I think both I'll of, tell you, Below Devil's Candy is Jennifer's Body. Grim One's any... I've not watched Jennifer's Body since it came out mm-hmm. on video. And I watch Grim One's, like, regularly. Oh, yeah. No, I I think that Gremlins and Candyman should both be higher on this list. Yeah, um, yeah. But I cannot put Gremlins above Candyman. Okay, so 47 on the list is Grim One's. Okay, um... Kyle 
wants us to rank Phantom of the Paradise. I have never seen it. Oh my god. Ian, do you like Phantom of the Opera, but as a rock opera? I mean, that sounds like everything that I want in life. Okay, let me add this. It's directed by Brian De Palma. God, I love Brian De Palma. Let me tell you this. There's a glam rocker whose name is Meat. Yeah, I've I've like I've seen footage from this in the Brian De Palma documentary that I watched. Oh, that's dope. That is a very good documentary by the way and it's on Netflix. No, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, but yeah, I need to see this. I just haven't. Um, I will say that soundtrack alone, it's better than Rocky Horror. The songs are um, written by, I'm blanking, the guy who did The Rainbow Connection. Paul, Paul Williams. Williams. Yeah. The songs are written by Paul fucking Williams. Oh, yeah. And Brian De Palma will tell you that it's better than Rocky Horror. Well, of course, Brian De Palma will tell you that it's better than Rocky Horror. But I will also tell you it's better than Rocky Horror. It's intentionally good. Whereas yeah. Rocky Horror is some mad genius alchemy. Yeah. Uh, I am very into this movie. I just haven't seen it. This movie was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So in that case, it's got to go above Children of the Corn. I'm sorry. Ain't Children of the Corn getting an Oscar. Yeah. Now, it was so, a songwriting Oscar, but it was still yeah, an Oscar. But still. But yeah, it's well, it's about a guy who sells his soul to get a rock and roll contract, and he gets horribly burned, so he turns into Cyber Phantom of the Opera, where he wears a motorcycle helmet that covers his face instead of a regular helmet, and he writes amazing pop songs, and he has to plug himself into his synthesizer, a la Doctor Fives, to sing his songs. Oh yeah, I've seen the pic. I've seen the footage. Um, yeah, yeah, and that character design is amazing. It's Daft Punk, twenty five yeah. years before Daft Punk. Right. It's so fucking good. So I'm going to say new number 29 right below Audition because even though it's great, it's got a lot of cheese and mm. um, Audition is Audition. So yeah. you can't really do that. But I think it's definitely better than Children of the Corn. So number 29 is Phantom of the Paradise. Okay, so other things on our listener request uh, are friend tim pasco wants us to rank sean of the dead uh sean of the dead rules yeah it sean of the is dead rules hard amazing um it is definitely i would say the best horror comedy that came out in the last probably 25 years yeah here's the problem Every time I go to revisit it, it's like I saw it so much when it came out that it mm -hmm. is not grabbing my attention in the way that it used to. Yeah, it's it's like an old friend, um, but like an old friend that didn't grow up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's so good, right? Um, it's the. I want to put it high on the list because I 
I love Shaun of the Dead. I think uh, it it gave us um, it gave us a lot. The this and it's such a meticulous piece of craft. Yeah, yeah. Edgar Wright is actually a, a really thoughtful filmmaker, and to be fair, it primed the pump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is why I'm doing a horror movie podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's. I don't know if you can put a loving satire above the movies that it is sort of satirizing and playing with. Yeah, I can see that. Except it it is really good because it makes its own case. I would argue that as a satire, Return of the Living Dead is trying to simultaneously make fun of and add to Night of the Living Dead, Mm -hmm. and Shaun of the Dead does that, but better. I would agree with that. Um, There are surprisingly few zombie movies in the top here. Yeah, that's like top 25 and that's about it technically pet cemetery is a zombie movie it is yeah if you squint Um. real hard um here's my hyper controversial statement Mm -hmm. i think it's better than nightmare on elm street i would i would agree with that um i think it's a better movie than nightmare on elm street however the uh, the problem is that Nightmare on Elm Street is more important. Yeah. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street did more for horror. And only one of those has an NES video game where you collect bones to throw in a furnace. That's true. But, on the same token... Only one of those has a great scene where you're flipping through your record. They're flipping through their record collection and choosing what albums they want to get rid of. Okay, maybe this is a better metric. Evil Dead Two is above Nightmare, and it is a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Which is funnier, Shaun of the Dead or Evil Dead Two? I like. Shaun of the Dead more than Evil Dead 2. Yes. Uh, I don't feel like... But I don't feel like Shaun of the Dead would exist without Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, I don't think it's necessarily beholden to the original. Like, maybe it could have existed. I think it's more cerebral than Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead mm-hmm. 2 is a more of a base-like slapstick humor mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's a really tough one because i mean evil dead 2 is also an excellently crafted piece of like cinema yeah. evil dead 2 was edited by the coen brothers so i mean i think what's needling me is right above it are american psycho and predator and I feel like Shaun of the Dead is better than Predator. It is better than Predator. Yeah, so then in good conscience, it's got to be our new number 10. Because I don't think it's better than Poltergeist, but it's better than Predator. Yeah. 
Okay, so Shaun of the Dead is our new number 10. We're really shaking the list up tonight. Yeah, we are uh, going in hard. Ryan's going to be editing this and be like, what? Ian, will you tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter if you go to Ian Chambers, S-O-C. It is decidedly uh, not spooky, and you're probably just going to get a bunch of demography information. But if that's something that you're interested in, uh, you want to know about uh, how many people own guns in the United States. That's the most recent tweet I have. Um, Or what contraceptive use looks like in the wake of um, the Affordable Care Act. That's now, some information. Let's be fair. Those are decidedly spooky things you're talking about. Yeah, they're terrifying. But uh, there's no ghoulies, no goblins. No uh, tweeting of ghoulies 3 where the ghoulies go to college. No. And we can be found also on Twitter uh, where you can find ghoulies and goblins. Uh, ghoulies, the movie with the puppet that comes out of the toilet goblin the band that does the italian soundtrack and ryan and me just flooding the internet with inane observations and attempts at hip memes where we totally miss the mark because we are old uh we're also on instagram at rank and vile uh and we're on twitter at, at rank and Vilecast. we have a tumblr that we never update um rankandvile.tumblr.com and if you want your listener request featured on the show just uh, email it to us at rankandvilecast at gmail.com and we will throw you in the hat and who knows a night like uh, this will get to your movie and you can change the list uh, irrevocably yeah the, well yep. it was a pleasure <laughs> to be here and yeah, I thanks. uh Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Have a good week, y'all.